If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, which happens to be my favorite, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. Each can of Recess is a lightly sparkling mocktail made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. They taste just like your favorite cocktails, without the alcohol. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, And this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Hi, people out there. We somehow, some way, made it to decision day. How are we feeling? Uh, I am feeling pretty good about decision day. In honor of decision day, I decided to take care of something that I should have done a while ago, which is get an ethics opinion at work. (laughs) Because I work for the government. So because I work for the government, someone at my office was like, oh, I'm going to volunteer to coach like a sport. So I made sure to put in my ethics opinion. And I was like, you know, I should put in an ethics opinion for my podcast. And I probably should have done it a while ago. So <laughs> so basically you have to ask, like, is it OK that I do this thing outside of work? Like it's not a conflict of interest, not opening us up to any liabilities, blah, 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 blah. So I put in the thing, the form, and I tried to provide the least amount of information as possible. I'm like, TV show, podcast, few hours a week, no political campaigning, no conflict of interest. Um, And the person gets back to me pretty quickly. And they're like, oh, I just have a couple questions. What TV show is it? You didn't put the TV show. (laughs) I just said TV show. (laughs) <laughs> and that guy is like and so I tell him I'm like yeah it's married at first sight which I was like I was trying not to tell you that's why I did put it on the form and he's like oh my gosh my 17 year old daughter loves that show it's <laughs> like, like I just wanted the yes or the no it's okay for you to have a podcast where you talk about a TV show that was actually a highlight of my week <laughs> <laughs> oh interesting well I guess you got the clear is the I did they were like Yes, they were like, it's fine. You can have a podcast. I was like, thank goodness. I wasn't, I mean, technically speaking, I should have done it a while ago, but I never thought, I knew that having a podcast about a TV show completely unrelated to anything we do as an agency was going to be fine. But it's good to have like the paperwork. Like, yes, it really is fine. Yeah, that's good. That is good. I had a good week. Um, as you know already, Aid, I got to see my family who I have not seen since COVID came by. So we're looking at a little over two years. 
that's been a long time. So it was really nice. I headed on over north. I think it's north. It's north, right? Of us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Toronto, yes. Canada. Um, it's a lot, people. If you're going to Canada, it's a lot. I took three COVID tests in one week. I had to fill out a lot of forms. I had to download like an app and all the stuff. And yeah, it was a it was a lot of work, but it was well worth it. So, yeah, I feel rejuvenated with family love. You don't know that you miss it until you're around it. And you're like, oh, this is nice. So, yeah, it's been a good week. It is. It was. Yeah, it's so exciting to see your family, hang out with your family, even if you had to freeze in Toronto to do it. It wasn't so bad. And I had a really good coat. (laughs) I had a really good coat. But honestly, it wasn't so bad. It's not snowing yet. It's not so terrible. But, yeah. It was good. It was good. <laughs> People are like, the pandemic is not over. And I agree, the pandemic is not over. But when you get to do things like that, like finally see your family, I'm like, and you can make plans to see them again in the future. Yeah, guy, like we're entering a new phase of the pandemic, if you will. Yeah. These were things, you can even pay me to do it if you. this was April 2020. Yeah. So, yeah. Times have changed a little bit, but yeah. So before we get started going through the episode, just a reminder, we did a bonus episode on our Patreon covering the Decision Day dish. Um, And, you know, we're getting to the end of the season, but do not fear, we will be active on our Patreon even as we have a break. I noticed we had a preview for the season coming in January (laughs) last night, but um, between after the reunions and the new season, we will definitely be on Patreon giving you bonus episodes. Yeah. We have an upcoming episode that we're working on, which is talking about our favorite fights on maps. And I don't have to give you a guess whose idea that was between the two of us. <laughs> because A gets a kick out of the fights. So <laughs> that was interesting. I think I found it interesting that I had fights that popped up in my head. This has been... I guess the show is seven years, going by Doug and Jamie being seven years anniversary. But immediately, I just had a few fights. I had to, you know, go deep deep into the pantry to remember some, but there were some that just popped up in my head. So it was kind of fun. So it'll be fun to talk about. Definitely. So talking of old couples, what have people been up to on social media? All right. Old couples. So last week when we were recording, Jessica was actually in labor. I actually forgot to just mention it. I don't know why, but all that to say that Jessica has had her baby and it's a baby boy that we already knew. And his name is Weston Paul. What do you think about that name? I think it's a perfectly fine name, but I saw online that someone said they got married at the Weston in DC. Um... (laughs) And I was like, surely not. It sounds like a very Texas name, to be honest with you. I'm surprised people in Virginia named their child Weston. Well, for me, it's just that, I mean, I get it that we live in a very interactive world right now. And of course, they have the right to name their baby whatever they want. But I feel like if I had a kid, I'll be thinking of all the things. And you say Weston, and the first thing in my head is a hotel. It's just <laughs> Hilton, same thing. It's like Marriott, same thing. So it's just a very interesting choice. And I think, what is the actor's name on Vampire Diaries? I think his name is Paul Wesley. So it just seems like an inverted of it. But 
yeah, I wonder if we're going to get a behind the scenes of why they chose the name and like a future couples camp because I'm sure it means something um, to them. So, yeah, hopefully not because they got married at the West. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like this child will never be called Weston. His name will be Wes. Everybody will call him Wes. True. True, true that. So, yeah, I'm actually um, curious to see what her sister's having. I don't know if we ever found out the gender because her sister's just a few weeks behind her. So pretty exciting. Twins having almost twins too. <laughs> okay. Um, Brie, Paige, and Haley are doing like a women's empowerment summit. This summit is going to be talking about self-care, mental health, and more. And it will be at the gathering spot in Atlanta. And I'm giving all this information for those of you who are in Atlanta and would like to check this out and then maybe come back and give us some tea. Um, They are going to have a psychiatrist on ground and a mental health expert. This is going to be happening on the 23rd of January. Um, Haley put this up and they're offering $25 off their ticket. It's, they didn't say exactly where you can get it from, but the code to get that off is mental check. And she says you can find out more information at the journey underscore of self 12. Do you people understand that Tane is giving you an assignment? She gave you the URL. She gave you the date. She gave you the place. Someone better show up. <laughs> no, I say this because it has a good premise. Anything mental health, I'm all for it. We're living in a very stressful world right now. Um, and I I mean I think it will be helpful, but also I just want the tea. Just someone get on ground. <laughs> I saw it and I was actually kind of gratified because um Paige has been really quiet on social media since her season aired. Oh, good for her. I think she needs that. So I thought that like this is kind of like the first thing she's done and I'm like look at her she didn't like do any flat tummy tea she's like look I'm having a I'm participating in a mental health event that's my first thing that I've come out with after the horrible experience I had on the yeah. show so props to Paige yeah but then the next question was why no Virginia and Clara hmm I mean Clara I can see like maybe it's a commitment she's always traveling but Virginia, I mean, she's big on mental health. Like, she's been open about, you know, talking to therapists, having anxiety. This seems like a good fit. What are we missing? And we see Virginia and Clara hang out all the time. Hmm. Well, with Haley, too. So, but I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I just didn't understand why they weren't part of it. You can tell I didn't read the thing the whole way through because I thought it was $25 to go. Not $25 <laughs> off a ticket. And I'm like, well, how much is a ticket if it's $25 off? <laughs> That's on <some> brand aid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Bennett is promoting a live theater show that he's having. And the theme is voyeurism and marriage. And I'm just here like, it's been like a year and some, and it's crazy how we have no update on their relationship. <laughs> like, it's safe to say they're not together. I'm not <laughs> sure it is safe to say. Really? I, I oh. really don't know. I mean, I sometimes I'm like, they're not together. And other times I'm like, we have no confirmation either way. Yeah, we have no confirmation, but I honestly think they're not together. We could have gotten, it's been over a year one picture, one something of them doing, they're just always in their two different worlds. He seems to be in 
New Orleans, it doesn't seem like a half and half situation anymore. He's been there for a while and she's in Virginia. So I don't know if we'll ever get a confirmation, but I am giving them props for going this long and we, we have no idea. I mean, it's none of our business. We're just trying to make it our business, but yeah. The internet <laughs> always does its work. If someone had filed for divorce, I think someone would have checked the records in New Orleans and in Richmond to figure out where their divorce decree is. <laughs> this is so, true. I th- yeah. So that's why I'm like, they might still be together because no one has found the divorce filing or a divorce or fin- final divorce thing. Yeah, I think it might be a case of we're separated, but we're too lazy to file a divorce. So. <laughs> um, Woody just had a birthday and Woody turned 32. Happy birthday, Woody. Um, Chris, 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 Chris Williams. This is he second or third? Third. Um, he made <laughs> why do I know this? I don't want to know that. <laughs> he wrote an apology. And he prefaced it by saying that this is the last time he'll address anything related to maps. That's a lie. But <laughs> but he apologized, you know, to Mercedes for putting out her business about the pregnancy. Apologized to Paige for everything. Apologized to Pastor Dwight for everything. And I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if this is a last ditch effort just to have still attention, but. I'm sick of it, but it's there. It's there for the taking. So we'll see if this is truly the last time he will address anything mass. Um, and finally, in this week's Where is Haley? Haley's in the UK. I'm so jealous. London, to be specific. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did I miss anything on Reddit? Uh, no, nothing going on. Someone made a post about how... I almost don't want to repeat it because it just sounded so foolish. It was about Bennett and Amelia and how they had planned the whole thing as an experiment so he could do this play. And I was like, get out of here. This sounds like nonsense. Like, oh. because remember they knew each other beforehand. They were like, they planned yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was just like, this sounds like nonsense. How do you plan something when you don't even know <laughs> who you're going to be matched with? That's the problem with Reddit. You have to, like, take everything with a grain of salt because it's not, you know, there's no pictures, there's no identity verification unless the mods decide to. So you just, people can just write whatever they want on there. Interesting. All right, Aid, I got to tell you before we go into the episode that I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. It was entertaining. It was entertaining because people decided to surprise us, but the entire format of the Decision Day episode is not entertaining to me. (laughs) I feel like you bitch about this every year. (laughs) Every year. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But um, I don't know if we were surprised because our predictions were pretty good. I had them right beside me as I was watching. But I think maybe the road travel to the decision was what was entertaining. What was entertaining, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't. If you ask me what I found entertaining about it, I don't know that I can pinpoint, but I wasn't as bored and it wasn't as terrible as I expected. The actual decisions are always entertaining, yeah. Um, because you, you just, especially this one, you know, you don't know what they're gonna do, um, or you kind of think you know, and then people surprise you. I I don't think I've ever had a decision day where no one surprised me. Um, 
like, yeah. At the end of the day, all the people who I thought would be together are together, and all the people who I thought would not be together are not together. So, where were the? That's why I don't like decision day. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you've mentioned that this is usually the highest rated every season. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, how? This is like, Michaela flipped over furniture. That couldn't draw in more people than like these folks sitting on a couch. But uh, I will check once again uh, to see if this was the highest rated one. Um, I always find it surprising that the reunions don't actually get great ratings. Yeah. you Like on the Housewives franchise, I think the reunions are usually the top rated episode. So I find it a little strange that here the reunions are not. I think it's a it's a thing where you realize that what Andy and the Bravo franchise the Housewives franchise does with the reunion is something special. It's not that easy to recreate. You just think it's a rehashing of everything, but they do have something special with those reunions because I, for one, enjoy the Bravo Housewives uh, reunions a lot. But I don't know that Mavs has that magic. Also, Mavs tends to have a high burnout index, so to speak. Like, by the end of the season, they've drawn out everything, and then there's so many spoilers that you're just like, ugh, are we done yet? So, I don't know. I think just the a big diff- difference is that with the Housewives franchise, the reunions are there to resolve conflicts. Mm-hmm. And, like, with this one, it's either a continuation of the same conflicts, but there's usually no resolution. Like, it's not like at the reunion people get back together, or, you know, there's no, there's no resolutions to conflict. And you got to add to to the fact that, at least with the housewives, there are people that, for some of them, we followed or have a relationship and we know they're going to see each other again next season. But with this, it's like a one and done. We just met you, we're about to say goodbye to you, and then there's no incentive to even try to solve whatever conflict there might be because they're not fighting for their jobs. The housewives are constantly... (laughs) fighting for their jobs they're thinking all the while how can i keep my job how can i keep my peach or whatever it is you hold and here it's just like most of them are just trying to get out and be rid of the cameras (laughs) so i will say that kevin frazier does the best work with what he's given with um whatever faults the reunions have kevin is not one of them not that he's perfect but he's a good host he's there to ask the questions let me tell you that you know, we mentioned earlier that in our bonus episode, we're doing like the top five fights. While I was trying to refresh my memory in some of the fights and going through reunions, I did not realize that Kevin Frazier has been the original host of the reunion since season one. Wow. I, for some reason, thought he came after, but he was the, I actually saw him sitting and I thought it was a special. I'm like, no. It's Courtney, it's Monet, it's, and I was like, he has been there from season one. I think he left for a couple of seasons, and Samantha, I forget her name, she used to be a host on ET or Extra, was the host a little bit, and then he came back. But Kevin has been with us since day one, which makes me like him even more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he is in the DNA, like he is in the Mass family. He understands the journey, the changes, and all. So, yeah, they have a really good host. Imagine if they had a sucky host and a whack. A, a mediocre reunion Ugh. that's a bad combination <laughs> <laughs> okay are we ready we're ready okay so we're going to go through each couple in order that they appeared 
um before we start with the couples they did like a little round robin of you know some of the couples just to see how they felt Gil tells us that you know he slept horribly that probably because wifey wasn't there he's gotten used to having her beside him but he's ready for decision day Rachel tells us that she's clearing her head and going for a run to see what decision she's going to make today. Like the lies have begun already. What do you mean? You should... <laughs> you're going to go figure out what you're going to say. You've been knowing since. Um, Zach is, as always, beating around the bush, saying many words. He said, I'm hoping Michaela says what her heart feels and makes the best decision for herself because that's what I'm going to do. Zach, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela says she's feeling really good About her answer She's not nervous And she's ready to let it be known And be clear what she's feeling Johnny says that he's got to be real with the experts And he's got to be real with Bao Because it could go either way Okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't <laughs> um, Yeah so we could start with Gil and Merla What were your thoughts? When they were first, I was like, oh, they're going to say yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. they always start with a couple who's going to say yes. So that kind of took some of the, like, yeah, out of it. Um, I thought Mirla's recounting of the wedding day and everything was hilarious. She's like, yeah, I hated it. It was terrible. And the experts <laughs> are like, why can't you lie to us to make us feel even a little bit good? <laughs> and that's not what Mirla's here for. You know, Every year, I forget about this weird voiceover thing that they do for the packages. I know about it, but every year I'm taken by surprise when they start, and I'm like, what? It, they need to take that out. They really My number one question is, when do they shoot that? Do yeah. they shoot that before, or do they shoot that after um, decision? Like, when do they do that? Because I'm always trying to analyze the tone, like, when? Yeah. Were you feeling good about this person when you did this voiceover? Yeah, I'm sure the direction is like be as neutral as possible. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my first thought when Merla stepped out, I was like, okay, Merla, come through with them boots. I thought her boots were gorgeous. Uh, I thought I thought her whole outfit was amazing. I loved her dress. Kind of yeah. want it. Um, probably cost like a thousand dollars, but. I yeah, I thought her look was great. Same for Gil. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. But I have a question for you. Do you think Mavs, Lifetime, whoever is in charge, springs for a makeup artist or wardrobe for the re for decision day? Um I'd probably say yes to makeup artist. Later on, we'll talk about another groom who was dressed horribly. And I'm like, if Mavs paid for that, that's kind of bad. Oh, God. I hope it's the same person because I definitely wrote that down. <laughs> um, yeah. We get a flashback of their journey. And I do want to note that Merla says all these nice things about Gil. Like, even the things that worried her, it wasn't even, like, a negative. Which I think has been the theme throughout the season. When yeah. Marla says all these nice things and Gil just kind of pokes and pokes about her money, her negativity, her moodiness, and all that kind of stuff. But while we're talking about dresses, actually, can we talk about Dr. Viviana's dress? I thought it was so cute. Uh, I liked it very much. And, you know, Dr. Viviana's very hit or miss for me. Last season's <laughs> decision day dress was an abomination, but I very <laughs> much like this one. She heard us. She heard us. Yeah. 
It was cute. It was pink. It was cute. It was, it was a slit up there. There was cutouts on the side. Dr. Viviana came with her A game. So, um, Gil does say that based on the last few weeks, he's pretty sure which way he wants to go. Um, did you notice that when he came in, uh, Merla was like, oh, you look really nice, hon. Yes. And then points out his shoes. I don't think I've ever heard her use a term of endearment with him. So, it was cute. Um, it was cute, but once again, anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just like, these are the types of things I'm like, where is the suspense? <laughs> um, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, just Merla and the whole wedding day, I was literally laughing because I too thought she was being sarcastic. And then she went on, Dr. Vivian is like, <laughs> oh, you were serious. <laughs> And I know we laugh, and I know there are people who just find this really annoying of Merla. I get it. Trust me. But she just doesn't annoy me. (laughs) It's because she's not a liar. (laughs) And while I'm like, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I would say I would say about 75% of what Merla says, but there's about 25% I wouldn't say. I just think being a liar is like the worst thing. And she's not a liar. She's honest. Yeah, she she doesn't have to be a liar, but she could lie by omission. Like, just be quiet. <laughs> but it was funny. She was like, yeah, I didn't like the wedding. I am serious. It was too much. I don't like meeting new people. And then Dr. Pepper is like, then why did you get married? And of course, like A just said, she always has an answer. She's like, I wanted a husband. And it was worth the sacrifice. She called her wedding a sacrifice. <laughs> but Mira has mentioned on Unfiltered before that she ran out of patience on the wedding day. Um, she it was like a compliment to Gil actually. She was like I was like I was done and he was very patient with me the very first day. So I wasn't actually that surprised for her to just be like, "Oh yeah, I didn't really enjoy myself on the wedding day." Oh, okay. I think it's cuz they never really like focus on that during the show. I guess they very had a true. lot of other negative things to focus on but not that um i do think gil likes riling merla up he's always poking at her and i bring this up because of the zero to hundred conversation where it was like oh she was cold and then he she said that she went from zero to hundred and started showing him affection it gil refuses to let that go and he's just like no it was maybe zero to 45 then from 45 maybe to 100 i was just like uh why are we wasting time the point is, she got to 100. She's not wrong. <laughs> that was... That was a... Uh, I was quite bothered by that. Um, oh. I was just like, same as you. I'm like, you can't give her any credit. Yeah. She's And, and they were, it was so, like, petty. Like, 0 to 100. But first you went to 10. You didn't go to 100 immediately. But didn't I get to 100? Like, she has to fight him for every point. He actually yeah. never gave her any credit at all for that 0 yeah. to 100 thing. Ever. In the... And the yeah. whole conversation. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's like a thing for him. It's like he has to have this, like, I don't know. I don't want to say break her down, but I don't know. There's an element of that there. But, um, yeah, Dr. Viviana asks about the physical intimacy and all that. And Merla tried to lie. <laughs> <laughs> After I just said she's not a liar, man. Marilla, why do you do that to me? But I think she was doing it as a joke. Just more like, I mean, you can tell. like, But Gil is just like, oh, they consummated it two weeks ago. But again, my issue with maths. This is something that I think would be like an interesting nugget. Why would you put that in the preview? 
like just keep that for us to be surprised about. Like I don't I don't know. I just thought that they shouldn't have put it in the preview. But note that the way they put it in the preview, Marilyn was like, ah, they, they gave her like a fake reaction shot. And then when we actually watched it, she was like, whatever. Yeah. I really do like how she's never bothered by Gil's verbal diarrhea or just <laughs> things that comes out of his mouth. But um, yeah, so good for them that they consummated the marriage. And, you know, then they move on to the wedding ring. <laughs> Pastor Cal asks, is this your wedding ring? And she's like, <laughs> no, have you seen my wedding ring? It's ugly. <laughs> Pastor Cal has had it. This poor man took off his glasses like 1,000 times during this um, D-Day. And he's like, yeah, I'm noticing a theme here. And then they start going with the moodiness and blah, blah, how it drains him. I'm so sick of hearing it. Ugh. I don't like Gil. I think that's what I've come to. <laughs> I just, I could not have him as a husband. He's so annoying to me. I get it. Sorry, Gil fans. You can like him. I don't have a problem with that. I just, he just irks me a lot. So, so um, as much as, you know, we're always saying that he has patience and all that, I really do think Merla has patience for him. I don't think a lot of people will put up with all his digs and jabs and pokes that he's been doing from day one. That's a different kind of patience. And it may, like if I were to talk to Gil I, in this situation, I would like with all the digs and I would just be like, "Do you actually like her?" Yeah, it's very difficult for me to come up with a positive thing that Gil has said about Merla. Yes, exactly. That's why I was bringing up like in the package everything she said, even the stuff that she has issues on. She still said it respectfully and didn't say anything negative about him. But when it's his turn, he goes to town. When he talks about her negativity and her moodiness. Like Merla just takes it on the chin and she's like, I mean, I know it's something I need to work on. So yeah, it's not like I'm like, Oh, why are you saying this to me? So good on her for that really. Um, and then Dr. Pepper brings up the whole money issue. And Dr. Viviana says something, something I found strange. Oh, we matched you because we hope that a shared life of love and happiness would rule over the discrepancy of pay. Were we wrong? Um, and I was like, yeah, I think you were wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a fake out, but I thought that was an odd question. Like, Dr. Viviana, I know you don't have money problems, but what kind of question is that? I, I, she made a mistake in that she thought that she could trap Mirla, and you can't trap Mirla <laughs> because she's going to give it to you straight. She's basically like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it was interesting just going back and forth. So they asked them, it's time. Do you want to stay married? Do you not? Marla says that she enjoys being with him every day. She's genuinely happy, and he doesn't hold her moodiness against her. And it shows his commitment. And if she had to do it over again, she would, but she would change a bunch of things. And then we got the want, want music because the experts are like, oh, God, why can't she just, you know, stay positive? But then they laugh. And then she says that he is amazing and she wants to stay married to her husband. For Gil, Gil says that he has enjoyed the, the eight weeks, but they are two different people when it comes to drive. But that's never been a thought process of his, which could be confusing, but I think he just meant he's not motivated by money. But I was it, at first I thought it sounded like he was saying, oh, that whatever motivates her doesn't bother him. And I was like, that would be a lie, but... He mentions again 
that her moodiness affects him and so they differ in some things but he can sit here and tell her that he is in love with her and Merla just smiles I don't think she says anything back you can't make Merla do what she don't want to do he tells her that he loves her passion respects her hustle and he wanted someone to test and push him in in a good way and they kiss and Merla tells us that she feels relieved and excited to grow in life as she grows in love with her husband. <laughs> and Merla says now they can talk about kids. And Gil is like, uh, no, not for like two, three years. And Merla's like, no, a year and a half. And I'm like, hmm, interesting to see. But I do think they'll have cute kids, though. Uh, if they get to that point, yeah, they'll have cute kids. <gasps> Aid. <laughs> I am shocked that they made it this far with his appearing dislike of her. So I just don't have a lot of faith that they're going to make it much further. Yeah. So I will say this. Okay, yeah. So we usually try to avoid spoilers. I try the hardest that I can because spoilers are everywhere. Um, But in the very beginning of the season, I didn't, we didn't mention because we tried to stay spoiler-free or whatever, so I saw something about her selling her wedding dress and that, yeah, you know, it, you could infer that it means she didn't, but if it costs as much as she did, that's a contribution to a down payment. So yeah, I would tell it, <laughs> what are you going to do with this? You know, whatever. So for me, I was just like, I don't know what it means, but it was at the back of my head. If they were going to work out or not, it, it, it was a question mark. So I would say from unfiltered. Because that's my other clue. The nice thing about Unfiltered is people are like, well, it spoils. No, it only spoils where they are by the time Unfiltered is shot. We have no idea what they said on Decision Day. So I don't know. I feel like there's been certain things that Mirla has said on Unfiltered that I'm like, "Uh, I don't know if these two are together. Ah. Yeah, I just, it's just not sustainable for someone to count your pennies. I I just, (laughs) it's not sustainable. So, yeah. But again, We'll find out in the reunion, the two-part reunion. Um, we'll be right back to talk about Johnny and Bao. And we're back. So now for Johnny and Bao. I was actually very concerned when they were number two. I was like, what does this mean? I expected them to go later <laughs> in the day. <laughs> the only thing that, you know, kind of picked out for me in the voiceover is when Johnny had to start talking about Bao... To me, there were certain things he said that was kind of like digs or maybe they refined it a little bit. He said that Bao tends to hide certain aspects of herself because she's embarrassed by it. I just thought that that was a dig because he keeps saying that she doesn't show her true self. Um, And then, you know, earlier in the season when he said her giddiness, you know, when she, you know, gets all giddy or excited about stuff. But in the voiceover, he called it a lack of maturity. Which are two different things to me. Huh. I actually, this is why I can't stand these voiceovers. I feel like I've heard it all before. Yeah, that's true. This is the same. And if I didn't hear it on the show, I heard it on Unfiltered. So so I'm like, okay, so like the same, same old shit. Okay. Um, (laughs) Which I'm not surprised that Johnny's taking digs at Bao in his voiceover. Because what has he been doing for the past eight weeks? Taking digs at Bao. Yep. Um, Johnny's suit looks awful on him. <laughs> awful. It was like the worst fit 
I, the color was fine. Um, it was a tan suit. I know those are very yes. controversial, <laughs> but I'm fine with a tan suit. It just the fit. I was so shocked. I, I really was. It's like lay above his torso. Then his pants seemed like they were at the torso too. And Dr. Pepper had the audacity to tell him that he looks very snazzy. <laughs> I'm like, maybe snazzy means something else. But no, it was a terrible, terrible fit. They have this like stand-up interview with Johnny where he says he's undecided. Uh, Belle is spitting hot fire. She looks fabulous. Fabulous. Red lip and everything. From the very beginning, we understand that Johnny is living in an alternate universe. Um, he talks about their good moments, and that's when he's happiest. And then he talks about his great listening skills. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I, I think when he talked about, like, the happiest moments with the smaller, unplanned day-to-day stuff, those are moments that gave him hope. I wanted him to be more specific. What, what exactly are you referring to? It was so general to me. Because I don't know what the smaller unplanned day-to-day stuff was because those were the stuff he was criticizing her for. Like wanting to get her groceries, doing laundry, or just hanging out. He said she never hung out with him. So I personally was confused. Like, what are you referring to? He apologizes for the Sarah thing. He said he was going through a rough time and was feeling distraught. This is the thing about an apology. Johnny, you have to stop with the I'm sorry. You may follow up with, it was wrong and I shouldn't have done that. You cannot throw in all the reasons why you did that terrible thing because that's not part of the apology. Yeah. And then he says he felt like Sarah was the only person who understood. Again, I've said it over and over again that Dr. Pepper seems like she's not here for this shit. She's sick of all these people. And the minute where, you know, they talked about the highs and the lows and Johnny went into his smaller things that gave him hope, Dr. Pepper is like, those were lovely to listen to. So now <laughs> let's talk about the low points. And I'm like, that's not the first time she's going to do it. She's going to do it for another couple. But Johnny's saying that he didn't run and that in other relationships he ran. And I'm wondering how. And Bao tells us that he did tell her that he would have walked the first week if he didn't sign up for this commitment. And then Bao says that she felt silenced and never quite spoke her mind for fear of the argument escalating louder. And Johnny says most of the arguments he felt that he didn't yell at her, that he just sat there and he just listened. I'm like, okay, Mr. Hufflepuff, all you did was huff and puff and then escalated a little. And Bao is like, I disagree, and we have different recollections. So I don't know what universe Johnny is living in, but... I do recall that that was not how their arguments went. I'm with Bao on this. I feel like Johnny's like, well, if I have quiet rage, because he does have quiet rage. He doesn't get loud. He just storms off and cries and whatever. It, 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 he's like, oh, it's not so bad because I'm not yelling. And I'm like, that's a fundamental misunderstanding of how you can make people feel even when you're not yelling. Yeah. But he wasn't yelling, but his tone was very disrespectful. Because when he goes, oh, if you feel like this is your 100%, then I'm giving 150. What do you think you've done? Why can't you make time? I have recollections of his tone. Maybe he wasn't yelling, and that's the perception. But I have perceptions of his tone during their arguments not exactly being kosher at all. You can be nasty without yelling, and that is Johnny to a T. 
Yeah. I guess he just doesn't understand it. He's like, well, as long as I'm not screaming. It's that comparison game again. I guess if you watch Michaela, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're like, but I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Something that was also interesting was when he apologized to her about Sarah, Bao made a comment saying the one person in the village who would say I'm crazy is the person that you went with. Why is that your best friend? <laughs> so, I was so confused. <laughs> Why is your best friend the person that would say, you're, say crazy? you're crazy? Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Please Who is the internet Lord. to find out who Sarah is? <laughs> well, we did notice that Sarah FaceTimed Bao on the wedding day. Mm. So I don't think she was there, but she FaceTimed her. Um, where did I see that footage? I just I wish Sarah would show up to the reunion, but I doubt she will. But there has got to be more explanation here because it's very confusing. Like, what could I, I? You're right. Why would your best friend be the one to say that you're crazy? Yeah. A little bit of me, a little a little part of me was like, what if Sarah and Johnny start dating? <laughs> that would be messy. Very messy. But There's yeah, not one I don't single think... thing I've seen on this show that would make Johnny seem dateable <laughs> to me. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I will say that Johnny took responsibility for it all, talking about he broke boundaries of their marriage, should have sought her permission. Where I struggle is if Johnny's apology was genuine. It seemed genuine to me, but I could just be, be being a chump. So what did you think? Did it seem like he was actually remorseful? I don't know. Oh, okay. I find that um, I don't think much of apologies unless there's like a following behavior. Yeah. So it's hard for me to judge if Johnny is actually apologetic because we don't get to see what he does after his apology. Yeah, I get it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, they go back and forth and mash do what they do best. And Pastor Cal is like, oh, it sounds like there were good times. I'm like, what? 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 This is your interpretation of everything that they said. But he did say that they brought in the problems they had in dating to their marriage, which I think is truth, too. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I had before their final decisions so the music starts it's time to make a decision johnny goes first and he says i would like to stay married caveating that without the cameras without the crew without the lights he thinks that something could happen here (laughs) (laughs) i found this very interesting my heart was filled with fear i was like oh god because I felt pretty certain that Bao was going to say no. But I was like, what if she changes her mind because Johnny has come and said yes, like I'm willing to try afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then I sighed relief because she said no. <laughs> she was mm-hmm. like, uh, there's just been too much that has happened. I don't, yeah. She basically said too little too late. Like, if you had done this like a week ago or something, maybe, but no, not now. And so she said no and everybody rejoiced. Yes. And, yeah, and Johnny looks very sad. And honestly, the man is confused. <laughs> because afterwards, he says, why wouldn't she give it a shot? Was the marriage really that bad? Oh, yes, crazy. Johnny. It really was that bad. It is crazy. Like I said last episode, when I was saying, like, you don't get to be remorseful at the last minute. And then everyone needs to fall in line. And act like you didn't put this woman through hell. So 
Bao is absolutely right when she's like, this doesn't add up to me. Now you want to just act like you're going to make it up? Nah. And she doesn't trust what he says. And that's like, I don't know. If you can't... I'm glad she said no, because if you don't trust him, then there's no point in trying to continue this marriage. Yeah. That's absolutely true. I did want to... We got a tweet from a listener, um, Narcissist, that cracked me up. And when he asked, why wouldn't she give it a shot... Um, the tweet is like Johnny definitely gave it a shot. He took shots at Bao for eight weeks. She just decided she didn't like being a moving target. It, that go, was yes, perfect. yes, <laughs> that was perfect because no, no, I'm so glad Bao said no. Like, I'm so glad she said no because, like you said, she could change her mind and she could be like, okay, maybe you would give it a shot. But she's smart enough to know that a lot of these men on this season suffer from this good guy syndrome, not realizing that they look like dicks no matter what they do. You can't come and just save tail. Like, and now he's going to be like, I try to work. I try to stay in the marriage. She's the one who gave up. No. I dare him to come to the reunion and say something like that. I dare him. It is Johnny. So. I'm not going to lie, though. I was shocked that Johnny said yes. It is actually mind-blowing to me that you could be so hateful towards another human being. Not, I mean, Johnny didn't do this once. Like, he did this over and over again where he would be so mean to her and say terrible things to her. And then somehow at the end of it is like, no, I actually like her enough to stay married to her. That actually makes no sense to me. Yeah, I, I, Johnny and Michaela should have matched. Uh, they just have different recollections of how things were, and I there was just as a slight chance that he was going to say yes based on how he was acting last episode, and his friends just kind of telling him, "This is your last chance. No one's going to marry you, Johnny. Just hang in there." So he's a very self-centered human being. Very. All right, next up. Brett and Ryan. I don't know that we have much into this. Um, They come in and Ryan calls Pastor Cal, Cal, again to his <laughs> face. Like, what is wrong with you? He's like, hey, Cal. Like, who? Um, But Ryan looks like day one Ryan again. He looks stressed. You know how we're saying he was better and lighter, but now he's like, I don't know. It's something about dating maybe doesn't agree with him. <laughs> his, his suit don't look good, and I really liked Brett's dress. She looked amazing. I think all the women looked amazing. And Okay, who's your heir? Okay, I, I have a guess, but who's your heir? Michaela. <gasps> I love Michaela's look. I was just like, it's not much. It's I not spitting hot fire. It's Thursday oh, in the I office. No, no. I think the combination of the... Uh, it's not a jumpsuit. Uh, it is kind of like a, a short. And the boots with the steel toe. And they're cowboy boots, but they're thigh highs. Thigh highs elevate every look. So I thought she looked good. I, I also we'll agree with you that Rachel is also... We'll discuss, but yes. Not... not. <laughs> Not fight, not fight. <laughs> so they're doing the whole preamble, the highs, the lows, and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, Dr. Pepper is sick of everyone's shit. And she just pipes in and was like, I respect the conversation we're having, and I know you want to be a good guy, 
But I just wanted to know how a respectful and good guy, you could tell she really wanted to do air quotes around those, but she didn't, starts a dating app before the marriage is over. What were you thinking? And then Ryan is hemming, hawing, oh, I'll be forever apologetic. That wasn't my intention. I never meant for it to happen. Like, there's no getting out of this. You join a dating app. What wasn't your intention? What was your intent? I, I Like, what could be a plausible intent for joining a dating app while you're married? None. And Dr. Viviana um, makes him take the passive voice out of it. Because <laughs> he's very much like, it. it just happened. Or, you know, it happened to me. She's like, no, you did that. Yeah. So we still don't get an answer on why he did it, except no that answer. it's answer. There's no answer. No. Your answer is the most plausible. He is addicted to dating apps. <laughs> so um, they, he mentioned that he hates to say it. Like they were asking why it never really took off and all that kind of stuff. And he mentioned that he hates to say it at 35, but he does have a type. And I know we talked about this on the last bonus episode, the decision day dish, where we're talking about where I said that they should start from being attracted to each other. And I do, and I still stand by believing that he did say that he didn't like redheads. Um, so that's probably why he brought up the type. I know you'd mentioned like, you know, we don't really have any proof or anything. If he actually said it, we're still holding out hope that maybe in the matchmaking special, it'll come up. But who knows? I still think they're not going to put it in there if that's what he actually said. But um, did, I can't remember which of the experts made a point and was like, basically the summary was, how has your type help, worked out for you? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so um, Brett does make a good point and was like, yeah, we didn't have feelings, but you don't sit and wait for feelings to pop up. You actually have to do something for the feelings to activate. I think in that moment, I realized that I do like Britt. She just seems like a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she seems like a good person. I don't I don't know. Oh. Spit it out, Aid. Yeah, she's a good person. I, I, I feel like it's... <laughs> I, I feel like we've watched her for eight weeks. And I still feel like we don't know her very well. I don't blame her for that. I feel like it's hard to get to know yeah. someone when they're paired up with Ryan. But I'm like, sure, Brett's a yeah. good person. But I, I I, don't think I could tell you three things about Brett. She doesn't like the outdoors. <laughs> and that's about it. Um, Yeah, you're right. I think personality-wise, we don't know much about her. But in general, she doesn't give me... Like she could have been a lot nastier through this thing and then she chose not yeah. to be so i'll give her points for that yeah she just seems like she just wanted to find her person and just be in love and move on with her life so anyways he says that he wished he could have verbalized more she said she wished she could have spoken more just like the entire season this was just i don't know why they didn't go first we all know what they're gonna say it could have been easy and painless But Brett decides that this day has been looming over our heads from day one and she had hope because it felt different, but they never got on the same page and they can have a good friendship. Girl, what is with people wanting friendships when it ends? (laughs) But she she wants a divorce. 
And Ryan, a man of so many words, was like, yeah, I agree with you. I want to get a divorce. And that was that. I mean, I did notice that Ryan was sniffing a lot. And I think they were trying to give the impression that he was crying, but he wasn't <laughs> crying. He just tells us that it's a relief. He's just glad this is done. He can go back on his dating apps and date himself to oblivion. So I'm just glad they're done. I'm, uh, yeah. They were not an enjoyable experience. Sad for all of us, really. <laughs> Sad for us that we had to watch them. Sad for them that they went through this whole thing. For nothing. Sad that they spent eight weeks boring us to death. <laughs> Just sad. So next up is Zach and Michaela. I reiterate, Michaela looks good, but not great. <laughs> okay, as they sit down, um, Pastor Cal just starts from no reason talking about how their issue was Michaela's explosion and Zach leaving at the first sign of trouble. I'm bringing it up because... I had an issue with that because that is the actual best thing to do when things escalate. I think when couples get into stuff and is becoming aggressive and is becoming like physical, the best thing we always say is to walk away, right? Right. Zach has like severe anxiety. So this whole narrative of Zach leaving, they make it seem like when he's leaving, she's sitting there calmly on the couch and he's just like, I'm out of here. But that's not the case. So I had a, I, I didn't like that at all because this is the best thing to do is walk away. Now I'm wondering, like, <laughs> we kind of get on Johnny for leaving all the time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think difference is, like you said, I don't know that it's escalating. It's just him being bratty that she's not just taking the criticism that he's giving, because Johnny's intent is to break her down. He just throws things out like he has to hurt, and then she has to, he expects her reaction to be, oh my God, that is so true, I need to do better. But when she fights back, he gets annoyed that he hasn't thought, he didn't think it through that process that she was going to say something back. And then he just huffs and puffs and walks away. So I don't know, I think like you mentioned earlier, it's still even kill because she doesn't, Bao never raised her voice. It was still like a conversation and then he escalates it to something more. With Michaela okay. and Zach, it's like heavy stuff. <laughs> and, and this whole season, we have always been, or at least I have, been, I think you have been too, um, supportive of Zach walking away when he wants to. Yeah. And because I, I, I still am, but I'm just trying to interrogate why is it okay that Zach walks away? Um, and honestly, it just doesn't feel like he does it that much. Like, after the therapy section with, session with Dr. Pepper, he sat there and cried. He didn't walk away. The only time he seems to walk away is when she is lying, <laughs> when she is shoving him off beds. You know, yeah. it, ta- it, it actually takes a lot for him to walk away. And the fact that he has to do it all the time, I see as a problem with her and not him. Yeah. So yeah, they didn't craft the narrative well enough, but they're just like leaving at the first sign of trouble. If someone shoves you down the bed, knowing that there's be a look at when they played that bubble soccer or whatever, he just tapped her and she fell on the floor. He's definitely stronger. If he tries to escape from her, it could lead to something like something physical. So just mm-hmm. leave. But she's shoving him down on the bed. 
And, you know, when they were talking, the I can't gate or whatever, she's screaming, I can't, I can't, I can't. If he yells back, it's not a good look. So he didn't even leave in that conversation. So you're right. Every time he's left, it's been a valid situation. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Again, Zach is not without his issues. I would never say that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, that was the one thing that stuck out to me. And then the other thing that was fun during their package, I just loved seeing all the hairstyles that Michaela had. We got like at least six different hairstyles. And that was so fun for me. I love looking at different hairstyles. So it was good. She was giving us like Brie from last season. Mm-hmm. So that was and fun I, for me. I think it's like I loved all, most of Michaela's hairstyles. I really like them. But I found it interesting that she came to decision day with like just I think her natural hair, and I was like, yeah. this is probably my favorite one. <laughs> I think this is yeah. the one that looks the best on you. Yeah, her makeup was popping too. So, yeah. So okay. So Zach pulls out his notes. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out his speech. This is his moment. Um, in the letter, I started to get concerned when he said this was the beginning of something new and better. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he also mentions that the hurricanes were worth it. I was like, oh, Lord. I was like, are you okay? Are you all right? And he ends with telling her that he loves her. And I was, I was very, very confused. <laughs> As we all were. When he brought out the notes the first time, Dr. Pepper is like, I'm sorry, because the question was, what are your good times? And what are you? And he brought out the note. Dr. Pepper goes, Um, is this your good times or your actual decision? <laughs> Dr. Pepper is ready to go. <laughs> and then, you know, Zach starts crying. And he starts reminiscing about the experience of being on Married at First Sight. When he first met, when he walked in and he saw the three expert, he was like so happy because it reminded him of like when he first met them and walking into the rooms, I guess, at casting. And he's so happy to like have had the opportunity to meet someone like Michaela. And this whole time, I'm just like, I'm 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 assuming that Zach is going to say yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone tells me thank you for loving me, and I can honestly say I love you too, <laughs> where else do you think we're going from there? <sighs> so it's now time for the decision. So Michaela says some words, and then she's like, "Yes, I would like to stay married." <laughs> then there is some music. And then Zach says, I would like to get a divorce, but he still wants to hang out. <laughs> and Pastor Cal is like, so what are you saying here? Um, and they have a discussion where Zach talks about how he wants to like basically put a lid on the past eight weeks and get a divorce. But she's really amazing. So he wants to continue to like see what their relationship could be. And then at one point, I guess Zach starts to feel like the experts are trying to talk him into saying yes. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, we are not here to make your decision for you. We're just trying to make sense of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I'm sticking with my no answer. No, but I still want to hang out after. 
later on in the interview, Michaela is right. This is stupid. Because it is. But while I was somewhat surprised at him saying no after all the things he said, when I really thought about it, Zach has been telling us that he's going to do this since the the retreat. Mm -hmm. There is some sort of psychological break he's trying to make here where, like, I, I haven't enjoyed the past eight weeks, but I still like Michaela, so I want to see where it goes. But once again, he's been a little bit more vocal about the fact that it's up to her, but... I still think it's a very self-centered view to have. Just because you want to hang out after saying, no, I want to get a divorce, doesn't mean she's going to feel the same way. Let me tell you, Aid, this whole scene was just frustrating. It was just frustrating. I don't know what was happening. He literally called her the most amazing woman he knows outside of his mom. Which is very major. And then he says no. And Dr. Viviana is all of us. Because she literally just directly asked him. Can you make it make sense? And then he said. You must love me unless you're crazy. (laughs) I thought that was the line of the night. But. You're right that. uh, At the ranch. He did say they had a conversation. Where they said they were both going to say no. Right? Yes, yes, that they were both going to say no and that they were going to continue this farce of a relationship. Yeah, and they were both on the same page. But again, we know that Michaela has issues with recollection. (laughs) So, but also, I think she said yes because of everything before this. He basically set the stage for a yes in all caps. So for once... I don't think Michaela was out of line. And also, something I noticed, he came with his wedding ring on. And I'm wondering why we've never looked at that as an indicator for the day. Like, if you come in with your ring or not. But, I think they always all come in with their rings, and then we get all those shots of them playing with their rings. Twisting oh, their okay. rings. Oh. <laughs> they all okay. wear the ring. <laughs> I don't think all of that. I don't think Gil had a ring on. Or John. Okay. I don't think either of them so but but the thing is you know you're gonna say no you know that you want to quote-unquote divorce yourself in the last eight weeks and you still wear your ring and you still write an award speech note and you still <laughs> say that she's the best woman outside of your mom and you still say what are you doing zach and again all these men obsessed with being you know the good guys and pascal is like dude when he says no the second time Pascal says you are putting a nail in your coffin and you don't even realize it. Like he said no twice. And he says that he's saying no to feel better mentally. Nothing about it made sense. It doesn't make any sense. And he, if you really want to work out things with her, say yes and then find out if it works out and then do a divorce. But it doesn't make sense to divorce and then go date and then go do whatever it is that you want to do. So... Um, I think my conclusion was Zach is a fuckboy. I'm sorry. I am kind of looking forward to the reunion with the two of them because I would love to see how Zach continues to explain his nonsense behavior. We are very um, focused on Michaela and her bullshit, mm-hmm. which we should be. But mm-hmm. when Michaela's not exploding, Zach looks really terrible. Yeah. Like, this was a non-explosion week for Michaela, so she actually looked like the same one this week. He looked crazy. Yeah. 
He's just like for someone who is so obsessed with getting married, you are very unprepared. You don't know what you want. So you kind of need to get your shit together first. I just find it interesting that we didn't see him do the usual hug. He didn't hug any experts or anything. All we see is him walking out. Huh. <laughs> and, and then I don't he walks think for out. One second, he didn't hug them though. I, I think he did. I wonder why okay. they didn't show it though. There's okay. no way Zach, Mr. Good Guy Zach, would just storm out. Because <laughs> we see them hug Michaela, but um, um, yeah. But in his I, well exit interview or whatever it's called, he's like, "I said what I said." <laughs> <laughs> but no one knows what you said you can't just say I said what you said if no one knows what you said or understands what you said uh, yeah so I mean that's that on that but Michaela should have known better He, like you said he's been saying he was going to say no like for me just the pride aspect of it all I'm saying no if you want me afterwards sure but I'm not saying yes nope Um, we'll be right back guys to talk about rosé all right we are back so i found it interesting that rosé was last but then i remembered that i mean they're gonna end on a high note so yes they are the golden couple of the season (laughs) that's so sad (laughs) terrible terrible (laughs) um we see Jose come out, and Jose has one of my pet peeves going on in his fashions, which is a name brand belt buckle. Whenever I see those belt buckles with the letters on there, it's so gaudy to me. I don't like it at all. But um, Rachel is wearing a Marty Exchange. Oh. So he had AX on You know there. he got that from it's the like... <laughs> <laughs> They sell it at Ross too, so I don't know. But anyways, I need to stop. But uh, <laughs> um, I did notice that they were kind of matching. His tie had like some lavender purplish thing going, which was the color of Rachel's dress. Rachel had like a mini, I don't know how to describe it, mini strappy dress going. It was short, tight. I don't think it was that bad, but you know, compared to the other ladies who came in like all decked out in a cocktail outfit, it was kind of eh for me. So she was the least best dressed for me. I would agree. You know, they're going on. You know the drill. If Jose is in front of people and has to talk about his marriage, he's going to go on and on about how great they are. They're so good. He's going to be happier. He got everything that he wanted. He has the perfect wife. And that's Viviana. Is just, oh, that's all nice. And then they bring up the deadbolt. And I don't know that we ever fully explain it, but like I've mentioned in another episode, I'm sick of talking about it. They've moved on, so we kind of have to move on. There's nothing else you can bring up about that anymore. But they do ask him the question, do you fully trust your wife? I don't know that we got an answer. He did say that he was concerned. But once again, I am surprised that he didn't bring up the whole her spending the night with her ex situation. Mm -hmm. Very strange thing. Like, did it even happen? (laughs) Was it completely (laughs) manufactured? It's it's bizarre. Yeah, because I think he would have been justified in saying, I just don't. He keeps saying that every time they have the fight, she left and he's concerned about her leaving the marriage. But no, you said some pretty hurtful things. But if he had said, I'm concerned that every time we have a fight, she's going to call up an ex. Because, you know, when she cheated, that was what happened. And she met up with an ex. And then that was what happened. That would be kind of valid. But bleep, it didn't come up at all. I 
like they breezed through their segment truly and they just went straight for the decision and asked them, what are you going to do? Jose is like, I care about you. You show me how much you value me. You make me feel special when you do little things. We went through hard times and we worked through it. And so I want to stay married. I don't know if it was a cut and paste edit, but Rachel doesn't seem to have a reaction. She's just kind of staring at him. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay. So then I thought it would be a fake out, but then I remembered they're the last couple, so it has to be a celebration. So Rachel says they went through a lot. They chose to get married, but not to who. This whole marriage, everything seemed perfect, and then they learned that it was not. But of course I choose to stay married to you. I choose to be married to you. Not going to lie. I honestly thought for a second that she was going to say no. Um, But no, she didn't. They both say yes. They're happy. They popped the champagne for them. And it made me wonder if they actually did go first. Maybe. I know that they can shuffle these around for editing purposes. Yeah. And they wore the same, you know, it was shot in one day, I think. This time. I think so, too. <laughs> there was yeah. no Chris and Patrick <laughs> so. And I doubt anybody took, like, couples this season were pretty straightforward. So I doubt anybody sat there for hours talking about their issues. They're like, well, we kind of know what we're going to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, before I move into the post-decision day group meetup, did you have anything else for Rosé? Um, just at one point, someone said throwing in the white towel. And I was like, that's an amalgamation of a white flag and throwing in the towel, waving the white flag, <laughs> throwing in the white towel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that. <laughs> so um, so now they start, we get to the new tradition that they do where they get all is it new? I swear sometimes my brain is perfect when it comes to maps and sometimes it's not, where they all gather after they've made their decision. I feel like they started that with New Orleans. No, they started that in season nine. Charlotte. Oh, oops. Sorry, guys. So, yeah, they all gather and they say they all can't wait to see what happens. And I'm like, are they not texting each other? Like, they're not in a group chat or something. So, okay. Did they just show up and fake these reactions and celebrations? I know. It didn't seem fake. Because here's the thing about these reality show things. If you go otherwise, then it's you having to admit that they're good actors. (laughs) <laughs> so um yeah they first of all do the selfie cam things and bow says she's gonna miss having coffee with johnny michaela says that they're in marriage purgatory but she's still in it this was the moment where i was like the sixth couple in this season was toxicity because why <laughs> what are you guys still doing <laughs> he said no to you twice <laughs> Oh, man. And then we see Merlin Gill taking a walk with the dog, who she's calling Hypey now. So, yeah, like I mentioned, everyone meets up, and Johnny says that he's curious to see how it went. Um, At first, I'm like, can't you tell what it is when people walk in together? Like, isn't that a sign? But um, they all talk about what their decisions were, and Gill starts first. And from nowhere, Gill just says, oh, and yeah, guys, we consummated our marriage. <laughs> Like, I mean, it didn't seem sleazy because, again, it seems like he has Merla's permission, but it's just... It was weird. (laughs) It was so weird. It was a non sequitur. It came out of nowhere. And I'm like, I don't know. It felt braggy because it's like he wanted to announce we had sex. I didn't get it at all. I think I only understand because, okay, it's on camera. I get it. 
But these people are on a journey. They've shared everything. It was the same thing as when they hadn't had a kiss. And they've always asked each other, have you consummated marriage? Have you? It just seemed like math speak. Like in the regular world, I'm not going to be in a group of people and yeah, guys, we consummated. For, like we do segue. But in math's world, I get it because they were the couple who didn't get the kiss and they kissed on the cheek on the wedding and all that. So I don't know. They high-fived each other. I think my thing is, as long as both couples are comfortable with it, I'm fine. Because there's always going to be things that people don't understand. But if they're good and it's not you bragging and the girl or the woman is uncomfortable or vice versa, then it's fine. So it is what it is. And then I think Jose was the one saying, this just goes to show you don't have to start burning hot in the beginning. Like, you can start slow and it still works out. Blah, blah, blah. I agree um, with Jose there. I thought that was a good point. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Watching Michaela and Zach's original video, it was just sad. Really they just is. really, you know, they hit it off. They were laughing. They were so happy. And boy, did it go downhill from there. So, nah, oh, well. Brett and Ryan, that was a no. Everybody knew that, like I said. So, um, Gil, in an interview, after Brett and Ryan said they said no, Calling Ryan the bad guy, saying that when you say one thing and do another, you end up looking like the bad guy. I don't, what do you think he meant? Like, what are the things he thinks Ryan was saying one thing and doing another? Do you think it's the dating app or more? I think there's a perception in the group that Ryan was never into Brett from the beginning. But he would show up at certain times and say things like, I want to work on it or... You're a good person. And I, I think everybody was waiting for him to just be like, oh, this isn't for me. And he never came out and said that. And so they kind of see him as a bad guy for never being straight with her. Um, I, on the outside looking in, I just don't know how he could have done that without looking like a bad guy anyway. It's like, yeah. <laughs> there's no winning here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach and Michaela <laughs> tell the group about theirs. Um, he maintains that he still wants to get to know her. And Gil asks, I mean, but what if she cuts you off? <laughs> That's a valid question because he's thinking about it from his point of view. Like, I want to get to know her. What if she doesn't want to get to know you anymore? And it reminds me of these guys who act so terribly because they don't want to break up with a girl, but they're acting so terribly so that you will break up with them and then they're free and then they don't have blood on their hands. So, yeah, it just solidified it for me. Zach is a fuckboy. So, um, surprisingly, Michaela is still defending him. What do you think about that? I can't even remember what she said. What'd she say? Oh, she was saying things like, our relationship is our relationship. If he needs the time, I'll give it to him and all that. And that was when uh, Brett was like, if you're happy and you, <laughs> you don't have to understand it, if she has a smile on her face and you're good, then we're all good. And I'm like, what even is happening right now? Zach looks so mad the entire time. <laughs> he had his head down. <laughs> I don't have, I don't even know what to say to like, I didn't agree with Brett at all. She's basically like, oh, if you guys want to be, whatever. I, I get the sentiment of, well, if you're happy, if, if you like it, I love it, basically. But mm-hmm. eh, no, Brett, like this just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and it's not all good. It doesn't seem to be a good dynamic at all. 
Yeah, I think it's it's wisdom where sometimes people make choices you don't understand and you can only say things so many times mm-hmm. because they're still going to do what they're going to do. So you like it, I love it. It's always the best answer when it gets to a certain point. So um yeah, um Ryan did make a comment about Bow and Johnny that he's surprised about them that on paper they made the most sense. His reasons were they're both successful and intellectual. What are you saying about the other couples? And then I don't think added, he was saying anything about the other couples. Well, I actually I mean, think he, what he was saying made mostly sense. Like, I okay. think from the, yeah, I, I the things that he referenced, traits that he thought they had. I don't know if they had them, but that's what he thought. Okay, okay, there were there were two different parts. The first one, he says they were successful and intellectual because on paper, they made the most sense. So why I'm saying the other couples is like, okay, so Merlin and Gil, you don't, they're not successful and intellectual or Rosé, you don't think they're successful and intellectual? Like, I don't know what, I don't know what makes Johnny and Bao stand out because they're successful and intellectual. So I don't know how they make the most sense if based on those two. Then later he added like, you know, they're funny, they're nerdy. I, I don't know. I get the perception from Johnny and Bao that they are probably some of the highest earners in the group. They didn't talk about it a lot, but they both had their own houses. Um, Johnny's driving a Tesla. Like, I, I think he pointed that out in particular because of the 10 of them, they're probably the highest earners. Okay. Okay. Perspective. Um... Yeah, they give each other a toast. They're family. They love each other. Ryan wants to be godmommy. I'm sorry. Brett wants to be godmommy. And they cheers each other. I think this is the most mature group. So I don't know. They'll be hanging out. But I don't know if they're going to get tattoos together or host (laughs) a women's empowerment group together. But um, I think they'll be hanging out. I don't know if Merla is going to anyone's house. I feel (laughs) like if Merla is not with Gil, she's not talking to any of these people ever again in her life. We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, so then we get a preview for the reunion, and we're told that it's four months, which I, I think is a good amount of time. I still like my six months, but I'll take four. I think that's a good amount of time. And I don't know that we got much from the preview because the only thing that stood out to me is like Gil has a full beard <laughs> and he's crying. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and he I, walks out. I The preview for Reunion doesn't look that great. The only good thing is that there's all 10 of them in a room together with Kevin Frazier. Last time, I think Kevin Frazier was remote. So I'm, I'm just happy mm-hmm. that they're all together. Yeah. But from the preview, I'm like, clearly nothing happened to Reunion because y'all don't have any dramatic moments. I guess Gil stormed off. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Spoiler, Mass Fan says three people storm off in a like two plus Gil. So I don't know who the other two are. I mean, gotta be Michaela, gotta be Zach. <laughs> That's where probably in. Gotta, yeah, because we see Zach saying, I'm not doing this shit anymore. So yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I just like, let's just ask questions and see what the answers are. I think Kevin is going to ask about the dating app. We're going to hear about this deadbolt again. And hopefully he just digs in. But I am looking forward to the reunion. Sad that the season is ending. But we did see an ad 
for the new season and it looks like it'll be January. Just not sure when in January. So doesn't look like we'll be gone for long. We're just having the month of Christmas off. Yay. Yay. So, Tane, who has your bouquet for the week? My bouquet for the week goes to Gil and Merla. I reluctantly added Gil because I did like his speech before Merla, but it's mostly for Merla. Again, I get that she's not a lot of people's cup of tea, but I cannot, I just admire the way that she's unapologetically her. And when you tell her her flaws, she takes it in stride and she's like, yeah, I'll work on it, but this is me. So I like the relationship. I don't know post-decision day what it's like, but based on just decision day, I enjoy them the most. Who has yours? My bouquet goes to Bao for saying no. For yeah. choosing herself. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's a good choice. So who has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes goes to Zach. I don't know what this young man has going on in his head of his. I don't know why he can't get straight to the point. I don't know why he can just be clear and why he's obsessed with being a good guy. You have maligned her character and said she can't change. What do you think is going to change now? No bueno. Who has yours? Zach. <laughs> um, this half in, half out behavior is really bad. If you want to hang out with crazy for the rest of your life, then do so. But <laughs> make a choice. Yeah. Absolutely. So, guys, that is it for this week. We're going to be doing the reunion next week. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. Happy to All hear right. from you on social media. <laughs> We're available as always. Anyway, listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for supporting us this season. This is not over, but so far. Um, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss any episodes. And please give us a five-star rating if you can on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.